Welcome to the Trading Raw Stories Podcast. I'm Rita Pira, the host with the most inspiring stories that you ever did hear. Back in the day when the day was back, I was known as the juicing queen. I became raw vegan overnight after watching a documentary called Food Matters. Changing what I was putting in and on my body didn't just make me lose weight and have great skin. It gave me mind clarity, more energy, and over time made me so self-aware and intuitive that I vibrate on a higher frequency and level of consciousness that's turned me into a manifesting queen. I've lived like nine lives and have amazing stories to share that may inspire you to finally leave that toxic guy you're with that miserable job you hate, start that business you've been talking about forever, and at the very least, you'll probably start saying yes more often and eat more vegetables. I'm your tell it like you need to hear it and make you do it, sister from another mister. I've lived quite the life and have stories for days that have inspired women to transform their lives in real big ways. So I created this podcast to share my insane and unbelievable stories with the world to reach whoever needs to hear them. I'll bring on inspiring humans to trade stories with me, and I'll even have some live coaching sessions with listeners calling in. You're here because you were meant to find this podcast, this community, these raw stories. There are no coincidences. Everything happens for you, not to you. And I'm so glad you're here. Welcome, (laughs) Mr. Ron interpreter my shaman i'm so like my brain can't even even wrap everything like around all what happened this weekend in palm springs at the peyote ceremony that i got to experience so we're gonna get into that but i wanted to welcome you properly to my freaking podcast it's trading raw stories it's raw and real and no scripts no pre-calls you even tried to get on a pre-call with me and i was like (laughs) nope we're not doing it because I don't want to like plan things out or, you know, just, I love things to naturally flow and I believe it ends up serving better than we could have over prepared for. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And thank you for the welcome and to all your fans out there, to everybody's watching, you know, hello. And absolutely coming, you know, off script really puts a person to be present with how they're feeling and how they're going to be projecting themselves. So 100%, I'm good. (laughs) Yeah, good. Okay. I'm glad. Glad. I'm so happy. Okay. So first I'm thinking we should talk about like who you are. Let everybody know who you are. First of all, your magic. That's all I want to say is your magic. Um, I experienced the greatest healing I could have ever asked for in my lifetime through you. And I absolutely had to share you with the world. And the thing is that even well, we'll get into it. What all happened this weekend and and the whole thing. I'm thinking this is going to end up being like a three part series because it's so intense and so much to talk about, but, um, I'm excited to get with you in person and record some episodes in person. I think that'll be even more. Absolutely. (laughs) That'll be awesome. So let's talk about who you are, what you do, and then we'll get into what all happened this weekend. Absolutely. Uh, well here in terms of my lifetime here on earth. Uh, you know, I am come from the Navajo traditions. I grew up in the Navajo reservation. Uh, and being there, I left like around 18 to pursue my academic and professional career off the, off the reservation. But during that time of growing up on the res, you know, I grew up in a place where we had six square miles to manage. It's very isolated, very rural. Um, and we lived really close to the earth. It required us to live close to the earth and with the elements, it was necessary. 
you know, uh, to be able to survive and able to exist. So for roughly 18 years, you know, I was with earth, fire, wind, air on a daily basis and using it not only as a, as a way to live, but as a way to interact with one another and all the communities and peoples there. So we did it through ceremony, through different social things like that. And then um, I pursued my uh, academic career in architecture and organizational development. So I got, that's what I got my degree in. And uh, to this day, I've been doing consulting work for the last 25 years. Uh, and then in the last five, six years, I've been uh, doing life coaching. And um, in those five or six years, I'd say, I would say in the last two years, I've been bringing the plant medicine work into my life coaching. Uh, so in a really quick nutshell, that's who I am. Uh, I have three beautiful kids, uh, Amanda, Brent, and Roan. Uh, they're all adults. Um, and I currently live in Phoenix. <laughs> nice. Well, I'm, I'm so, so excited for everyone to get to know you on a deeper level, on a spiritual level, on an energetic level, what I got to experience when I met you this past weekend in Palm Springs. So let's talk about it. Um, the, the funny thing is that my whole life and all my stories on this podcast are basically me following my intuition, me following the signs and the things that are coming my way and just saying yes and like trusting them and expecting them to work out in my favor, no matter what. I don't hesitate to say like, oh, I can't take the days off from work. It's still a yes. I don't hesitate to say, oh, I can't afford it. It's still a yes, because I believe that it's coming to me for a reason. I have to explore it and then it will serve me in some way that I cannot even imagine. And that's exactly what happened this weekend in Palm Springs. So funny story. I <laughs> matched with a guy on Bumble and we didn't even meet. We just talked on the phone a bit and we texted and we were going to meet. He's a nomad. So he just like ended up in California and, and told me he was going to this thing in Palm Springs for a plant medicine ceremony. He sent me the screenshot of it. And I was like, can I come? <laughs> I never even met the guy, Ron. Like we didn't even meet in person at all. I felt comfortable. My, my body, my intuition said yes. Right. And so I, I, he sent me the information and it was like a thousand dollars total. And I just paid it. And I was like, I guess I'm going to Palm Springs this weekend. <laughs> and that's the story of my life. I say yes to things. I go with the flow and magic happens. And truly you are the magic that happened in my life mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. of this. Yes. So I'm well, really excited. Yeah. I'm so pumped to share you with the world. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> so this is, so then I get there and the first, um, the first day it was, we're all like kind of hanging out. There's, it's a beautiful sacred space and there's a pool, there's a sweat lodge, there's a cold ice plunge, there's a hammock, there's so much space, there's plant-based food. It was, it was beautiful. And when we were all just kind of hanging out, getting to know each other, then it was time for the sweat lodge, right? Then we got into the sweat lodge and did that. You let it, you brought in all the stones. Can you tell us a little bit about the sweat lodge, the the, the way that it's, um, I guess, like in your traditions and what it's yeah. meant to do and the singing, the drums, the chanting, all of that. Can you tell us about the, the story of a sweat lodge? Yeah, absolutely. 
But before I get into that, I'm yeah. going to have to confirm that, yes, that whole description of you just showing up and saying yes is a great description for the entire weekend of how I witnessed you the entire time. <laughs> showing really? up, saying yes, and just being in the flow of things. Um, I always tell people that um, there's a statement out there that says, um, find um, everything happens for a reason. There's that yeah. popular statement out there. Everything happens for a reason. What I tell people is to take that statement and find yourself in that reason. So what I tell them is find the reason for things that happen. And it puts you in a place of not only just receiving what the universe is giving you, but it puts you in a participatory place. It puts you in a, an invested place saying, there's got to be something here for me. There's got to be something that's going to help me. There's something that's calling me to this place, but I have to look, I have to seek, I have to participate. So even though things are coming to you, meaning things happen for a reason, uh, healing and um, self-confirmation happens when you look for that reason. And in the end, it turns out that you're the reason is basically what it comes to. Ooh. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So I think that's, a great statement for how everything happened for you and how I witnessed everything unfold. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. Yeah. I always tell everyone, my clients and just anyone who will listen, it's not everything happens for a reason. It's, I always say everything happens for you, not to you. And when you look for the reason, you're absolutely right. When you look for the reason and you look for the lesson, it may be a year down the line, but it becomes so clear why that thing happened. And if you can find gratitude in the moment of it happening, especially if it's something that you're like, oh my God, why me? This is terrible. It's like, pause, say, thank you. Be grateful mm -hmm. because it's a gift in disguise. Always. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Always. Yeah. So, so back to the sweat lodge. Yeah. Uh, the sweat lodge, it, it, there's many traditions out there. And I think you expressed how you were experiencing the one in, in Mexico or Costa Rica. I forget. Yeah, where it was yeah Costa Rica. Yeah, Costa Rica. Yeah. And it's called Telemascal. So mm -hmm. in those traditions south of us, our brothers and sisters, they call it Telemascal. And it's designed differently. It's built differently, which is like um, basically made out of brick and it's built into the ground. So it's, a, it's more of a permanent structure in that sense. Uh, what we participated in was what they call an Enipe, which is more of the Lakotas and Northern tribes, the way it's designed. And uh, so it's a little bit more like tensile structure. They're, they bend these uh, uh, branches into making it into a dome and then they lay blankets over it. And it's called uh, Enipe. In our Navajo traditions, we call sweat lodge. We have a word for it name. It's called Tache, Tache. And that basically means to be among the grandfathers, to be aligned with the ancestors, to be immersed in the ancestral teachings. That's kind of what that means. And so, and I think you've experienced that, uh, you know, the two times that you were in lodge where you were immersed in the traditions and the ancestral ways through the songs, through the chants, through bringing in the stones, uh, you know, all that heat, all of that detoxing, all of that stuff that was happening with your body the physiological effects that you were experiencing, the therapies that were happening with the, with the sage and things that were placed on. So all of that encompasses the idea that you're among the ancestral, ancestral ways, you know, being among the ancestors in that way. Yeah. And I remember bringing in the stones and I remember you sitting right by the, by the doorway and you were like singing along and, 
just really enjoyed that moment, like totally immersed into it. Yeah. Oh, I loved it so much. And you know, what's interesting too, is that I remember I was comparing it. So I found myself judging. I found myself comparing and I was like, stop it, Rita. Like, just be here, be present, enjoy whatever it is, you know, because me being in Costa Rica and I was at um, the, the place was called brave earth. So they did have that telemascal where it was built with clay stone, whatever. And it was like a, a solid structure. And we, it was like, we had to crawl into it. Like it was a cave. <laughs> And, um, the chanting, the, everything was so much louder and that we were all like really into it. So I was bringing that into my experience with you all as well. So everyone who was in the room and every, or in the room, in the sweat lodge. So every time some, uh, the, the stones came in, I was saying, welcome ancestors, like yeah. welcome grandmother, <laughs> welcome grandfather. And I was really into it. And I was inviting everyone else in the space to not be shy, to welcome them with all of their might and all of their love and all of their energy, really, truly inviting the ancestors into the space. So that was the second round when I felt nudged to do that. Yeah. And then everyone did it and it got louder. Do you remember? Like it got louder. Absolutely. Everyone was like, Welcome ancestors. <laughs> and everybody said that that second round, the heat was hotter. The energy was like, yeah. it was so much more powerful and stronger to the point where yeah. some people started to not be able to tolerate it in yeah. that round. I think, I think what you're describing speaks to who you are as a person who I've come to know. Mm. is you have a influential way of uh, using energy as a way to not only influence others, but you hold that energy very well and it, and it just naturally radiates from you. And as a result, it manifests in terms of your voice, it manifests in terms of your way you encourage other people, the way you interact with other people. And so that is a good example of how that affected people in the lodge by you saying, welcome grandfathers, welcome grandfathers. And it just gave everybody a permission to relax, to be in the moment, to be present. And when that happens, the body automatically opens up to receive what's going on. Mm -hmm. You're telling your body to say, yes, receive the therapies, receive this moment. And your body naturally uh, goes into a welcoming state or an altered state and just naturally starts getting these things into your body, into who you are mentally, emotionally, you start becoming present. So yeah, absolutely. I think that's was a wonderful way of how you initiated everybody to get involved. Oh, <laughs> you're Oh my gosh. When you, when you were telling me um, this right now about, about how you witnessed me and my energy and all of that, it reminded me of what you texted me about my Instagram page when you saw it for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so what, so I'm curious when you first went to the page, cause you texted me in capital letters. Wow. And then you commented on, um, my energy radiating off the page. And then you said, what can you, do you remember? Do, should I read it off? You go ahead read it. Okay. Yep. So you said, uh, let's see. Wow. Like, wow, you are beautiful. Your energy radiates off the page. And then I said, that's what people tell me about my energy. They, they feel it through my voice on clubhouse and that they can tell my vibe on Instagram. Then you said, goddess, warrior, nurturer, creator, cultivator, brilliance, synergistic and love. And you said, what comes to me in this moment as, as I am present with your page. Wow. That and and you said people have to know that authentic you, the divine that I see in you. That was really like that almost made me cry because I, yeah. I I feel so seen and you got to experience 
all the sides of me <laughs> this past weekend <laughs> from the bratty inner child to the free spirit, <laughs> the free spirit that doesn't want anyone to tell her what to do and has zero structure <laughs> in her life <laughs> to, to the empowered, cleared, healed version that you had a lot to do with, which we'll get into in, yeah. in a few minutes, I'm sure. But yeah, yeah, can you tell me like where, what all that came <laughs> from? Like just what's coming up for you right now in this moment? Well, I, I express myself fully to people when I see them. And I think it's really important for, for people to hear uh, these things about who they are. It's really important. Um, in our Navajo ways and the way that we exist um, and the way that we communicate with the world, interact with the world, the last thing that leaves us is our voice. The last thing that leaves us is our expression that comes out in, in vibrations and frequencies which we call language or voice. And in Navajo, the, the tongue is called so, so zin, which means the divine, the divine place, the divine tongue, the divineness of who we are. So the divinity of who we are, when it leaves us, it leaves us in a voice and it then radiate, radiates out into the universe. And that radiation, that, that vibration then connects with all of those things that is out there in the universe that are recognizing the words we're using and the emotions that come with it and the insights. There's an intellect of the words that we use. Um, every word has a spirit, just as much as every plant has a spirit. Every stone has a spirit. Every animal has a spirit. Well, our, our words carry that too as well. There's a spirit, there's an intellect behind it when, it when it's sent out. And when people hear it, you got it, you, it affects them in a way that will either uh, influence them, expand them, or it will bring them to a place of uh, hardship and challenges. So we've got to be really careful what we say and how we say it. Mm. The other thing about that too is... Um, when I see that in you, I see it in myself because I recognize those things. I know what those things mean authentically. I know what a goddess looks like. I know how a warrior feels. I know how uh, all these words that I use because it's within me. If I can see it in you, I automatically see it in myself. And I hold truth to that too as well. And uh, we speak that in those ways. So that's a it's a deeper connection that we have in Navajo traditions. We have a deep connection in relating to people, and we got to make sure that we're seeing those people in that way, and making sure that we're authentically showing up for that individual too as well. So that's kind of how that works. And uh, when I saw your your webpage, your Instagram, I was like, wow, this is really beautiful. This is very captivating, you know. And uh, so that was the, my response, my first response. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I really, um, I, it's, it's, it's beautiful what you said. I had to write it down when you said um, to hear about yourself or to hear the words from other people that they carry spirit as well. It's not, and I, I always say that, you know, emotions are energy in motion, right? And so when you do call something out to somebody it's not just the words of affirmation, it's emotional affirmation when it's something about that person as a person, as their soul, instead of just, oh, you're beautiful, you're a goddess. It's no, you are 
um, you know, strong, or you are powerful. You are a warrior. You are this, I see like making people feel seen for who they are on a soul level. I call that emotional affirmation. And yeah, it's because I noticed that when someone would compliment me, Oh, you're beautiful. And I'm like, Oh, thanks. Okay. That's great. But no, it's when someone has, when someone really sees me as a, as a soul and Mm -hmm. who I am in this world, how I'm showing up, the, the service that I'm providing or the offerings that I bring while I'm here on this planet. It, and that's why you said like your energy's rating off, radiating off the page because it's all positive, loving energy that I'm putting out. And so Absolutely. you're, you're receiving it, you're feeling Absolutely. it, which is aff- aff- affirming essentially that, you know, what I, I'm doing is congruent, it's matching. So that yeah. feels really good to receive. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in Navajo traditions, everything's always expanding the universe. Everything that is being seen, everything that is being offered is all leading to the expansion of the universe. And so it doesn't matter if uh, we're in person with one another or if we see a photo or we're seeing uh, in this particular case, a website, there's an energy that's being transmitted out into the world as we go through these different locations, uh, images. And so that energy is what is really important. So if we're gonna be conveying ourselves, we try to convey ourselves in the most authentic way as possible so that we can communicate with others. But most importantly, when we are gifting this to the universe, see this energy is coming off the page, it's coming off the, the, the computer, it's coming off the screen, and that's a contribution to the universe. So we have to be very mindful as to what that image is, what is it that we're saying, or even the state of how we are when that photo was captured. And that's really important for us to understand. And that then creates abundance. There's a reciprocity associated where there's a turning of uh, energy and exchange of energy. It's kind of like when a tree sends off the oxygen, we breathe that in and then we give back the carbon back to the tree. So it's kind of like that philosophy, that understanding of the cyclical of how the universe works. So as long as we're authentic in our way and we're sending that out, then that's what's going to come back to us in that way. Yeah, I love that. That's actually what I try to get my clients and just anyone really to to do is be more authentic and not worry about what people think and the way that they're showing up for them to truly be who they are, to be in congruence with what their soul desires versus being something that will be digestible to others. Because then that your energy is a mismatch and your desires are not being met. Your needs are not being met and you're just completely chaotic internally, your energy, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and some, and sometimes authenticity could be at your worst, right? Like you were saying, you were being a brat part of the time at the the retreat, right? That's authenticity. You were showing up in the fullest of who you are at that time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's part of the experience too, is sometimes, uh, our authentic self is really is really uh, showing up in those emotions of stress, in those emotions of uh, contemplation, in those emotions of trying to retreat. Uh, that's all authentic, you know, things that bring fear into our lives, things that bring stress into our lives, things that we bring maybe even to a certain extent depression into our lives. It's an authentic feeling, but what we got to be mindful of is that that's only a feeling. It's not the state of who we are. It's not the totality of who we are. We're experiencing a moment and we got to make sure that it's just that it's an experience. It's in the moment. 
And it's also given us an opportunity to expand, to, yeah. to get beyond it, to expand. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, um, when you are, um, experiencing something like a, like a pattern or some sort of belief is, is showing up. It's, it's not you, that's not you, you learned something, but you can unlearn it. And yeah. that is not actually you. And I remember you talking about when we were in ceremony, um, why we're even here, why humans are here. And you mentioned earlier to expand the universe. Like yes. that's ultimately our purpose. It's why we're right. here. Yes. Can you yes. speak to that? Because so many people feel stuck and lost and confused. Like, what's my purpose? I don't know why I'm here. And I know I went through that so many times. We call it the dark night of the soul, right? Where yeah. it's like, why am I here? What's the point? And yeah. So can you speak to that a little bit to give these people some relief? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. So in our Navajo traditions, um, the, the role of humanity, humanity and like everyone, not, not necessarily just Navajo, but I'm coming from the Navajo philosophy and the theology of how we exist. So in Navajo traditions, the role of humanity is to continue expanding the universe. That's our role. That's our contribution. That's our gift to the universe. That's why we were created. Now, how we give back to the universe, how we expand the universe can happen in our traumatic state of being, or it could be happening in our angelic or authentic self when we are high vibe. It can happen both ways. The point here is that the universe won't make a distinction if you're giving something traumatic to it or if you're giving something high vibe to it, it'll just take from you and it will then filter out into the universe however it needs to expand. It doesn't really focus on just give me good stuff, Ron Interpreter, all I need is good stuff. But you know what, when you give negative stuff, Ron Interpreter, I don't want it, you keep it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make that distinction. We end up deciding if it's gonna be traumatic or if it's gonna be angelic or divine and we get stuck in that emotions of one or the other. And we feel like we're obligated to somehow have the experience or take ownership of that experience. Uh, and we get lost in all of that. So we are the ones who determine if it's good or bad. And we, we, we result in living with it being good or bad. So if the universe is taking everything as is, why don't I, Ron Interpreter, live a full life authentically as possible, both in my hard times and in my glorious times, just live from that place of authenticity, then things won't be as tried or challenging. And I won't always be running around saying, what is my purpose? Why am I existing? You know, mm -hmm. the point is to live truly every day in your existence in the state that you are and know that it's a contribution to the universe in very wow. simple terms. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, that that's honestly so reassuring in some way that your, your purpose is to just be here and to be yourself and to be authentic. And the thing is that I find it complicated though, in a way, because Oh my gosh. And it's 444 on the dot. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> my number. Um, so, so when I grow, you know, I was born into this strict Assyrian cultural, like household background where I was born into the way my life was supposed to be. It was designed for me. And I know yeah. that a lot of people are born into situations like that, where maybe it's the church, you know, that's kind of guiding their whole life and they never really get to be who their soul is yearning to be because they're so busy trying to please 
their parents, their, their um, church or whatever restrictions that they were born into. And so to kind of burst out of that bubble that you're born into, to have the courage to say, no, I don't want to live my life this way, the way that you want and the way you think is right. And the way that you've taught me doesn't feel right in my soul, in my body. So to break out of that is so scary. I mean, I I did it and I still am within some boundaries and I'm still feeling some limitations where I still feel like I should do this thing so that my mom can be happy or I should get married and have kids just to satisfy my mom. And, you know, I don't know if it's something I actually want or if it's something I want to make her happy. You know, so how do you, can you, do you have any advice for people who feel stuck, who want to break out of this bubble they were born into and feel truly feel like they have no options. They have no choice. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But to give you confirmation, when I, when I text you the message, uh, nurture, I could totally see you being a mother. I could totally see you having a family in that beautiful way. So Mm -hmm. I think that's confirmation there. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely, but, I, I agree with you there. I would be a yeah. pretty badass mom and uh, wife. Yeah, for sure. hundred <laughs> uh, percent. But get back, getting back to what you were saying, I think it's really important for us to understand um, that, um, that there's a divinity within us, that God created our soul. God created our existence and God can mean anything in different cultures and traditions. The goddess, the one source, uh, Watatanka, uh, Lord Jesus Christ, however we understand that beautiful mystery that is out there, however we identify with it, that's a, that's the natural extension of who we are internally. Uh, that's the energetic field, that's the energetic body, the anatomy internally. The inner child is what we call the spirit within me. So that's, the, that's all of the universe cultivating itself within us. And so we are a natural extension of that. And so that's our spiritual identity in Navajo traditions. We see that as our spiritual identity. So in the practice of human experiences, which is the human body, we have to relate to each other as people. We have to relate to each other in terms of uh, understanding our talents, our contributions, and our abilities. Therefore, in practical terms, in human terms, we follow these things called ancestral teachings. The ancestral teachings give us a frame of reference as to where we're coming from, where were we born? And within that, there are different social structures, different protocols, how to exist based on geography, based on outlooks on life, things like that. They're just that, they're protocols. They're just ways of how we relate to one another and how we're, we're choosing to exist in those protocols. So up until the time that we're 18 or up until the time that we're adults, we are following those protocols because that's originally where we come from. But at some point in time in our adult years, we make the decision, we become adults and we become uh, a state of awareness that's saying, what am I choosing and what am I not choosing? Or how do I choose to exist in this ancestral teaching, in this format, in this culture, in this tradition, how am I going to choose to be in here? And how am I going to navigate within this? You know, that's when you become an adult. That's where when you become an adult, that's when your spirit comes alive. That's when your spiritual self and your human self align. That's when that happens. Up until then, you know, your spiritual self is already existing. Your human self is trying to catch up. 
to try to understand. But once they are aligned, now you can exist as your authentic self, the desires, the divinity of who you are, and you match that up with the different protocols and the ancestral teachings that you're going to be living as a human being. And that includes religion, faith, culture, all those things. Even in contemporary terms and contemporary terms now, we're talking all of the isms, all of the health practices, the wellness practices, all of that. That's when they align. And then we just grow and we're ever evolving too. We're always changing. 10 years from now, you're going to have something completely different, a different mm -hmm. outlook on life. I'm going to have a different outlook life in 10 years, even five years, even a year from now, it's going to change. Yeah. But we have to make sure that we're aligning the human experience with the spiritual experience. We have to understand that those are paired up. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you're, I mean, you're right. Absolutely. Like your life can change in a freaking weekend. I'm living proof of that, <laughs> which, you know, it's so funny is that we were like, Oh, we have to do a podcast to talk about this experience and the ceremony and all of that, the plant medicine and my experience and what all happened. And then we, you see how it ends up being something else to serve people in ways that we didn't yeah. even, <laughs> that's the magic of allowing things to flow. And that's why I don't have a list of questions I want to ask you or bullet points of things that I want to make sure that we hit on because it yeah. will unfold as it's meant to. I wanted to talk about the seven questions thing that you had me do. I wanted to yes. talk about the, the massage, <laughs> um, the energy body work, the massage that you did on me and how you felt called to offer that to me out of nowhere. And you haven't done that on yeah. anyone in two years. And then I yeah. offered it to my clients and one of them, because you're in LA for a few days and one of them jumped on it right away because of me sharing what happened for me. So yeah. why don't we talk about that real quick? Because I think it, it, it's what changed everything for me. So when, when that first, when that first night of the, the ceremony after the sweat lodge, and then we yeah. got dressed and ready for ceremony, we're all in white and light colors. And we come into the room, we're sitting in this circle and you're creating the drum and all of that stuff. So I want you to share whatever you feel called to share about the ceremony, getting ready for it and Absolutely. then taking the medicine and all of that. So describe it to us, talk about it, however you feel called. And then what you witnessed happening with the energy, with people, with me and what ended up happening and how you, you saw me and then shift and then come back to the room and all of it, just feel whatever Absolutely. you feel called share. Okay. Ready, set, go. <laughs> <laughs> well, first I want to acknowledge all my ancestors, all the, all of my elders who took the time to teach me uh, this new way. So the retreat that I provide is a integration of different therapies. And my elders were saying, you got to, you got to protect our traditional ways. You got to protect how we live our life here at home. And so therefore, rather than you using these traditional ways, we want you to integrate everything and we're going to sit with you and we're going to see what you want. And then we're going to change it. We're going to adjust it so that you can still offer these ways, but in a very contemporary form. So I spent about a year working with my elders and there's three primary areas that we do with the retreat. One is ancestral ways, bringing in the ancestral teachings from a thematic and a philosophical point. We have to have a foundation of, uh, of teachings. And the way to do that in our native ways is to make sure that we honor our ancestors. Because from time, from the time that things began to now, 
our ancestors were a part of our creation, the creation of Ron Interpreter. There are elders and there are ancestors who prayed us into existence, prayed me into existence through their prayers. So the ancestral teachings are some of the things that we bring into the retreat through chants, through songs, through different types of uh, medicines that we use, plant medicines, meaning sage, alisanto, all of these different ways, tobacco. We bring in the elementals, which are the uh, earth, fire, water, air experience into this too. And the third, the second thing that we talk about is the wellness, the physical body, right? The physical body. We have to bring in all those therapies like, uh, like the elemental therapies of water. So we did some, um, we did some cold plunges. We did sweat lodges. You know, we had multiple ways of how we were bringing the elementals, the wellness into this practice. We did a little bit of yoga, some stretching. We did some uh, nutritional meals, all plant-based meals the whole entire time. The third component is we have to think about the future. In our Navajo traditions, we have to think about the future. Everything that we're doing now leads to the future. We have to speak the future into existence. So in today's time, in modern times, that's life coaching. Life coaching provides us practical approaches of how we can put things into place find the clarity and then put practical things in place to move forward. So we have those three modalities or we have those three, three traditions that come into the retreat. And so all of this was something that we created for you. And you went through all that whole, whole experience of just trying to adjust yourself, you know, going to different altered states of your existence, you know, coming in just as you are, but taking different plant medicines and different therapies allowed your state of being to be heightened. When your state of being is very high, your ability to process information is quicker. Your ability to sensorize information is a lot quicker. So now you're up here. You've passed your lively, your daily threshold. Now you're up here and you're so divine. You're existing in a divinity that, that is so high that when information comes to you, you can process it a lot quicker. And then your body can adjust and it can detox and let things go. So that's the whole point of this is to elevate you to that level of existence. And that's what we did with the sweat lodge therapy, with the plant medicines, the nutrition, the life coaching, all of that brought you to that level. And then we just ride it out for three days, you know, just in that state, in that high state, we just ride it out. We give you uh, talking points. We give you consultations. We give you ways just to process the information that is very healthy for you. And this is how we did it in, in, in our ceremonies, in our ceremonies of how we grew up. We always brought the universe into, into ceremony in different ways and different formats. And that's really important. So we're, we're aligning ourselves with the universe in that way. We're aligning ourselves with the divine and that's how we're able to process the information, heighten our, our existence in that way. So that's what we did. So, so that one of the things that you're talking about was the seven questions. So the seven questions is part of the life coaching technique. It's the practical approaches that we have. How am I going to put this into practical life practices so that I know exactly where I need something to step on? I need a target. I need a tool that I need to work with. I need to get something that is relevant for today's time, rather than just looking at it from a theoretical and philosophical place. I want to be able to have something tangible to move forward with it. So we did those seven questions and it related to about emotions and identities. You know, we create emotions in our lives 
and we create identities in our lives. And then sometimes we get to the point where we feel like we are our emotions, like we are our emotions, but that's not the case. Emotions are just sensories. They're just indicators. It's not who we are. So if we have an emotion of sadness, we have a tendency to say that I'm a sad person. I'm a sad being. And we get caught up in the feeling of sad. So therefore we exist in sadness when all it is, is just an emotion. It's just an emotion. It's just a registered uh, state of who you are. Mm -hmm. Now, how you respond to that, that's what makes the difference. Mm, Yeah. yeah. So for me, I was feeling, um, so after I took the medicine and then we, we sat there and the drums and the chanting and you're singing and all of that, like you were putting so much love and energy into the ceremony. And I was sitting there kind of feeling like I wanted to throw up, but I couldn't throw up. And I felt like uneasy and uncomfortable and didn't want to sit there anymore. Like that first night, my body was just not having it. (laughs) And when it came, I was like, when can I lay down? Like I want to lay down so bad. And so that I remember when it was time to sleep, you're like, okay, it's time to go into dream time. We can lay down, we can, you know, sleep. And it was like after midnight, we welcomed in the morning and all of that. Right. So then we get to sleep. The second you gave me permission to sleep, I could not sleep. (laughs) I was like, of course. So tell me I can't sleep and then I'll be able to sleep because I want what I can't have. Apparently, I don't know. Um, But yeah, so then I, I remember laying there um, my, my legs were just really moving a lot. I was uncomfortable. I couldn't get comfortable. I was turning and tossing and, and, and then I just got up and I left. I was like, let me go try to sleep in, in my bed in the room that I was staying in. So then I go, and then my legs are dancing and moving even more (laughs) in the bed. I could not get comfortable. I was alert, wide awake. And then I, I found myself feeling angry. I found myself judging. I found myself complaining and just being so negative. And then my friend who invited me to, you know, to come that I met um, from Bumble. <laughs> he, <laughs> it's really funny. Um, so he, he came to check on me and to see, you know, if I'm okay and why I can't sleep. Because I guess you sent him over to see if I was okay. And you said, if she's struggling, tell her to come back. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not struggling. My legs just won't stop moving and I can't sleep. This is not, and I want to go home. So I recognized my leaving pattern came back up me feeling like I don't want to be here. This is stupid. I want to leave and wanting to basically separate myself as I always do. I want to be alone. So I'll sever things. I'll cut things off. I'll cut people off or I'll just end something. I won't finish what I start. And these are patterns that I, when I'm in my typical, you know, conscious awareness or whatnot, without being on medicine, I can catch myself in that moment and I can choose differently. But in this super heightened state, I was just like really releasing it all. I was just feeling it all, letting it all out. No filter. I didn't care. And so when you came over to check on me, I remember you standing there and I just let it all out even more. I was like, and, and I felt so bad. I felt like I was being such an asshole to you, but I, I was just being me, right? Like, yeah, in that moment, I think it was, a, I, I, I think it was a very beautiful moment to witness you in that state. And the reason why I say that is because for me, 
uh, going through the ceremony and facilitating ceremony and witnessing people over the last few years, um, those states of beings when you were at at that moment, you could see the energy releasing. You could see this, um, all the trauma that you were experiencing up until that moment, you were processing it, your body was processing it, energetically you were processing it. So these tantrums and these sort of like brattiness that you were going through is a way to process that information. It's to release it and to let it go. It's your state of being of just letting this stuff go. So part of letting things go is to feel it first. You have to feel it first. <laughs> I'm laughing because of all the noise in the background. It's irritating the shit out of me. And I want to yell at everyone in the background. <laughs> I want to be like, what the fuck is wrong? Like, can you please like, no, but I was like, okay, let me process that. I just felt my feelings. Now I'm okay. Are you guys okay? Audience, you're good. <laughs> we, we acknowledge the fucking noise in the background and we're just going to let it go. <laughs> I, I, I apologize. I'm like in a, like in a public area. Just no, really, no, I know. Yeah. And, and it's totally fine. Cause this was very, like, we were just going with the flow. We're like, we have to do this and we want to do this right away <laughs> while we're still in the energy of the ceremony and yeah. I'm, you know, and all of that, but it's really funny because, um, you are at some place where you are about to do yeah. like a, a blessing or a ceremony at too. So yeah, which, which is really cool. So yeah, I'm here in LA. We have a couple of uh, ceremonies that I'm hosting. So I'm a little bit in a public private place kind of a situation, but that's I, okay. You know, yeah. yeah. Let them but getting back to you, what you were saying mm -hmm. yeah, in order to process energy, in order to process trauma, in order to process even expansion and abundance, um, it's all energy, right? Trauma's energy, abundance is energy, our desires, our passion, everything is energy. That's how we see it in Navajo tradition. So in order to understand energy, in order to process, we have to feel it. That's why feelings and emotions are really important. Mm -hmm. We were given by God, we were given by the divine, the, 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 the element of feeling, of emotions. And emotions gives us a state of being to process things. So it, it gives us a state. So that's what happens. You have to feel it first. And once you feel it and you register the emotions, then you can start working with what it is that you're having and what you're dealing with. And that's right. exactly what was happening in that hallway when you were like... <laughs> 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 that's yep that's how i was <laughs> that's all i heard was, <laughs> was oh my god it's so it was beautiful funny. though it was great because i knew you were processing you i knew you were going through that whole process right yeah i yeah. was pushing everybody away everyone was trying to help me and be there for me and i was like go away leave me alone just leave me alone <laughs> I wanted to be in that bed by myself and I didn't want to come back out and be in that space. It mm. just, I was being this, this bratty lone wolf, leave me alone. I don't need anyone. I don't need you go away. I don't need this. I just want to go home. Like that has been my pattern and it comes from my childhood too. And yeah. these seven questions that you, you talked about that you did a workshop with everybody and then one-on-one -on -one with me it was, it, it really opened my eyes to notice that the piece that I was missing from my childhood as, as, um, as nurturing and loving and giving and supportive as my mom, my family was, I still didn't receive words of affirmation and I didn't receive emotional connection, like a real yeah. connection. 
And I could, an example would be, you know, my, my parents are from, my mom's from Syria. My dad's from Iraq, you know, Syrian people. And they're, I was first born in the United States. So they came to this country learning, trying to do the best that they possibly can. Right. The words, I love you were not in their vocabulary. So for me, me growing up needing to hear, I love you or to be held and to be complimented or or affirmed rather than compared to so-and-so got married and you didn't get married, you know, like different, (laughs) different things like that. I'm like, yeah, but did so-and-so buy their mama house? Did so-and-so buy their mama car? Like, come on, can we (laughs) trying to buy your love here, woman? No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) But the thing is that when you, when you notice the things that you were lacking in childhood, which is what these seven questions show you, what you are not getting is what you are trying to create in your life and what you are craving. So making that connection and then looking at, oh, wow, that's, that is what I'm doing with my life. That is what I'm doing to serve. And that is what I'm craving, but why am I then pushing people away? So having that aha moment in that first night, that was so like, I called it a nightmare for myself, but (laughs) it was a freaking nightmare. And I became a walking nightmare. Um, so then I, I, when you came back a couple of times to get me to come, you're like, Rita, you need to be with the fire, like come and be with the fire. And it's funny because I am, um, I'm, my sign is Sagittarius. I'm a fire sign. I'm fascinated by fire. I love staring at fire. And I was at a festival not too long ago where I sat with fire and I just stared at it for hours. Like I really, truly love fire. So for you to tell me, come be with the fire. And I didn't get up running over toward the fire. That says a lot about how deep I was in my dirty diaper. Like I just (laughs) did not want to leave. And I just want to stay in this funk. Um, And I can understand people that are feeling, you know, negative or sad or angry. They want to stay in that because it's so easy. It's easier to stay in that. Right. It's comfortable. We know what it is. Yeah. We can rely on those feelings because we know what's going to happen. We know what the repeated pattern is going to lead to and we can count on it. Yeah. And so as human beings, we have to have confirmation. It's important for us to have confirmation. So we subconsciously can look at uh, bad behavior or repeated unhealthy behaviors as a consistency and we know what's going to happen. So subconsciously, it's something that we keep ourselves in Mm -hmm. what we, what generates fear is the unknown. We don't know what that is. So to get into the unknown and to understand the unknown, we have to identify our bring the spiritual self, the inner child. We have to connect to that and we have to think and process all that information from the inner child. And so that's where the deep work comes in and different therapies or different uh, modalities that are out there. It always talks about going inward, finding that self inward, find that divinity. And so the way that the retreat set up is all these three different therapies and modality alters your state of reality to get even closer and deeper into your spiritual self. So now you're relating to your, to your bodily emotions and everything from a spiritual sense. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's so true. I, I, Oh my gosh. So much of what you're saying is like, Oh my God, I say that. Oh my God. I teach that. <laughs> should, should, should I be a shaman now? Damn it. No, I'm kidding. Shaman Rita, Rita, the interpreter. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Imagine that. That would be so funny. No, but I, I was telling you like, oh, take me under your wing, teach me your ways, like train me. I want to, yeah. <laughs> I want to adopt some of this and apply it to what I'm doing with my clients. And that's even how the idea of us working together even yes. came came about because 
I, there's this, there's an undeniable connection here between the Mm -hmm. two of us and getting into the healing, the experience on, on the table, which we'll get into in a second. I swear, I promise you guys it's coming. Um, (laughs) see, this is why I was like, this is going to be a three-part series for sure. Um, but the, the whole thing with us doing a retreat. So we are wanting to set up a like mini weekend retreat the first weekend of every month, starting in June. So if, yeah. and, and that all the details will unfold, but if you're listening and you are feeling called and interested in your soul, just listen to your soul. Don't think about how much it's going to cost or when it is and check your <laughs> fucking calendar. If your soul is like, Oh, I want to go. Oh my God, this is going to be amazing. Then just DM me the word retreat. And I will send you the link to get on the wait list. And when everything's all created, we'll, we'll get there, but just like act on it. Trust your intuition, say yes, go with the flow. Don't talk yourself out of things because that's your ego and your fear trying to talk yourself out of the uncertainty because, Ooh, I don't know. Okay. I'm telling you, I know. So just do it. Okay. We'll see you. (laughs) Okay, cool. Now going back to the, the retreat. So when we were, um, when we were in the ceremony and all of that, everything is great. All and everyone was having their own experience. Mine was a little bit of a nightmare as we were talking about. So then when you came to my room and to try to bring me back to the um, ceremony and the experience and go to the fire, I still stayed there. And then you came back again and I still stayed there. And then you came back again. Like you were committed to ensuring that I was okay. And that I continued through the flow of the process. Like you didn't give up on me. You weren't just like, okay, let her just sit in her dirty diaper. Forget her. (laughs) You really cared so much. And I came back out out of respect for you. Truly. Like I, I really did. So I came back out and I went and sat by the fire and vented some more, let it all out. And the space was held for me. I, and then I started like laughing a lot. So then I went through these emotions, roller coaster. I looped through being angry, complaining and venting and negative and all this. And then I started just like laughing and making fun of myself and things calling myself out on my shit. Like it was just really funny. And then when it was the drums started playing, we had to go back inside for ceremony and then all of that. Um, am I missing something? I feel like I'm missing something. No, I think that's pretty much what happened. Okay. But I, I, I want to, I, I do want to point out something that you're, you're talking to. Yeah. And I, and I think it's really important. And, and this is where the healing started to begin with you, mm. which is here's the threshold of how we resolved everything in the past. And we're always living up to that threshold to resolve things, to process things We're we're doing the same thing over and over again to try to resolve and bring solutions to our to our traumas, to our dilemmas, or even, even if we want to expand, we're reaching our threshold. And that's what you are doing. You're reaching your threshold by doing all of this stuff. But what's on the other side is mm-hmm. all new. And that's where fear is because we don't know what that is. So you were hitting the thresholds. You were giving all the excuses. You're throwing the tantrums. You're, doing, you're laughing at things, laughing at yourself. You're just hitting those thresholds, trying to find some sense of relief. Mm. trying to find some sense of, you know, uh, some sense of the whole things that are happening where it started transitioning for you is when you actually left that threshold, you removed that threshold and then you committed to yourself to saying, okay, I'm here. Obviously I'm not going anywhere. Nothing, you know, there's no way that I can escape this. My empty (laughs) threats of leaving. (laughs) Nobody's, nobody's taking me serious at this point. (laughs) When that was removed, 
when that threshold was removed, you just stepped into it and you just gracefully just became, you know, the divine person that you are. And yeah, that's, that's how we, that's how we as humans, we keep hitting that threshold. Yeah. I remember you mentioning that example, that threshold when we were in ceremony and the bowl was being passed around to take the second um, dose of the medicine. And I was like, I came over to you and I was like, please, can I not take it? I'm going to throw up. It doesn't taste good. I don't want it, please. And you're like, it's up to you. But, you know, you're here and you showed me like the whole threshold thing. And you can either push through and do it or stay in your comfort zone, essentially. And that that when 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 you positioned that to me, I was like, oh, fine, I I have to. I have to because (laughs) a I have to practice what I preach, right? If I'm telling people to step outside of their comfort zone and push themselves and trust that on the other side, it's going to be better for you. And if you don't do it, then nothing will change. You will stay exactly as you are. Nothing will change. And so I pushed myself. I had to do it. And And you did it beautifully. Thank you. (laughs) And I didn't throw up. And so then that night, once that night ended and then we welcomed in the morning and I couldn't sleep. I was so, Mm -hmm. so energized, so wired, but I still was walking around sad because I was crying my eyes out all night. And so I still had these like heavy eyes and people kept coming up to Mm -hmm. me and hugging me and checking on me and asking how I am. And I, I reflecting now, looking back after we're all sitting in ceremony and, and everyone is sharing, I remember, and we all laughed about this at one point, but I remember, um, how I, at the end of it all, I was like, yeah, the first night I was just like, everyone's sharing. And I'm like, oh my God, are you guys still talking? Can you just stop talking? <laughs> Everybody wants to talk so much. Can we st- <laughs> stop already? And then the, the second night when I was, you know, my healed self, what have you, I was yeah. soaking in every word of everyone's experience. And I was like filled with so much love with a massive open heart. But that first night or the, the next morning of the first night where I was still sad and heavy eyes and, you know, noticed everyone having breakfast and we're all eating and I was being greeted by people and they're like, how are you doing Rita? And I was like, mm. like I was walking around <laughs> like death. I was dead. I was just not happy. And my eyes were heavy and puffy and, and, and no makeup and everything like that's it. I shed all these layers of me and I just let everyone see me raw and vulnerable and angry and everything. I didn't care, which is so crazy because it was 12 men and two (laughs) other women. And for me to, and they were all like really good looking guys too. And I was like, instead of me caring about like looking a certain way and being presentable a certain way or presenting myself a certain way, I didn't care at all. And that is huge. That's that's where the transitions started taking place. So during the whole day, when you were experiencing all of the crying and all those things, that's how the body purges too. Mm -hmm. And a a lot of plant ceremonies, people have a, have a tendency to think that they're going to have to purge like vomit. Yeah. There's, there's so many ways the body is so beautiful. It's so magical. The body has a way of processing and purging in so many different ways. So crying, defecation, spitting, energy is just being released from your body. So there's all different ways. So that was your purge was that's how it was dealing with it. Yeah. Yeah. And in reflection, looking back at everyone, you know, after hearing all of their experiences, 
it dawned on me that I didn't check in with anyone. I didn't go up to anyone and go, Hey, how are you doing? Curious about their experience because I couldn't see anyone's experience as, as mine was so obvious, right? Like it looked like everyone was having a very easy time compared to me. (laughs) So I didn't go up to anyone and be like, Hey, what's this experience like for you? What's coming up for you? I didn't even know they were having consults with you. Like it's so wild. I was so immersed in my own experience. And that says a lot about like us as humans, we tend to be so involved, self-involved with our own experience. We don't even look at other people and what they must be going through. So that really opened my heart even more to recognize that and to be even more um, engaged or invested in other people to just check in because you never know how someone's doing and what they're going through and just to listen and be there for them as people were for me, even though I was pushing them away. (laughs) 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 But anyway, so then the next... um, the before next, we get before yeah. we continue, I got a notice on my phone that my battery is about to die. Oh no! Yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of let me double check here real quick just to see where I'm at. Okay, okay. all right, just give me one second. Okay. Okay, so I might have about ten, maybe ten minutes or so, ten fifteen. Okay, minutes. and you have to go to dinner anyway, so we'll cut it. We'll <laughs> we'll, we'll end it. We'll end it soon. We'll give um, people excitement for the next podcast. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll cliffhanger <laughs> cliffhanger them. Um, so th- let's talk about the what happened that next that that morning of after the first night, the next morning where I'm talking about going, you know, walking around sad, crying still, and hurt still, and just like energy depleted. Yet I'm I can't sleep at all. Like yeah. I can't sleep at all. And so I'm laying down. It's really sunny and warm and beautiful. I'm just getting some sun by the pool, and I thought maybe I could fall asleep out there. You came over to me and you offered this energy body work massage. And I at first was like, I don't know, because I have trouble receiving still even now. Um, And then Jacob looked at me and he's like, I would take him up on that. And I immediately was like, let's go. And so we went over to the table and I happened to have all of my, my beautiful aloe products, my magnesium spray and my lotion and the, the glow oil and all of that stuff. And so I was like, perfect. And so I brought all of that over. I laid on the table, covered my eyes with a towel. You started with my feet and worked all the way up to my head and you were pressing energy points or you were noticing tightness in my forearms and um, that my root chakra completely no flow at all. Can you speak to that? And then like, yeah. really like the, the fact that nature was responding and the, the thing with the fly, like, Oh my God, they need to know all of this. And then I'll let you go. <laughs> I'm hoping my battery won't die. Um, there's a lot to share. Um, well, my experience in that was as I was leaving the ceremonial space, I had some charcoal we were using charcoal all night to burn cedar and things like that. So I was headed to the fire to uh, properly uh, let it go, to empty it out. And on the way over there, I got this nudge, like, you have to offer it. You got to offer it. And I'm like, what am I offering? So as I was walking closer to you, it's this, you know, where the primacy, where the, the proximity of where you were at, you have to offer it. You have to offer it. So I was thinking that it was the cedar I had to offer to the fire. And I was saying, yeah, I'm getting there. I'm getting where, you know, spirits just be patient. But as I got closer and I got right by you, it just said, you got to offer it. You got to offer it. And I looked down and that's when I, when I said, would you be willing to do a energy treatment? 
And uh, so that was my experience. And to let everybody know, I haven't even offered this experience. I have never done this treatment. It's been a little bit about over two years, a little over two years that I've offered this last time. And so to be able to offer it to you and in that moment really gave me a, um, I felt really cherished. I really felt valued that the universe was able to get me in a position to offer this type of treatment. Uh, it was a very beautiful moment for me uh, to get confirmation from the universe to say that um, this is something that you should reconsider offering to people. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's where, that's my experience. So in that time, you were on the table and I was doing my energetic treatments um, and then hitting certain pressure points on your body. The way that that works for us in Navajo traditions, we have this technique called hand tremblers. We use our hands to diagnose and also to heal the person. There are comparable therapies out there called Reiki, um, the holy hand. There's different therapies that are out there in contemporary times. But we as Navajos had this centuries ago of how we used to practice this. And so, um, so we, so that's what I did on you was just do pressure points. And I looked at spiritual points on your body in terms of how we interact with the universe. There are certain pressure points on our body or there's certain spiritual points on our body that allows us to connect with the universe, the feet being one of them. And then the hands was another one. And then we, then I integrated the chakras, the lower chakras, the root chakras. I integrated that therapy or that modality into what I was providing. And I did that because I'm also a Reiki master. I had the privilege to become a Reiki master in 2015. So I integrated all of these things, all of these different therapies and treatments. And, uh, and then we shared that healing experience together. And it was so beautiful because as I was delivering the treatments, the universe was interacting with us too, as well. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a point where, like when there was a point where you're really struggling with, uh, with content, you're processing some content, like uh, the blower next door was going on. It just, everything just kind of was like, when you were processing, yeah. then when you, when you stopped processing, it got really quiet and the wind was just perfect. And then there was times where you were processing again and the wind was blowing really hard. Yeah. So just the way that the universe was just working and just the way the universe was being present for you and me just, you know, being that vessel and creating that flow through you, it was very magical. And I hadn't had that experience in a long time using this treatment. So it was really beautiful for me to be able to perform that and, and have that opportunity. And so well, it was really magical. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but the thing that I, I just like have to make sure people understand is that like the parts, wherever you were, wherever you were pressing or massaging that triggered an emotion that triggered a memory that triggered a, a thought of something I'm experiencing or going through holding on to, And I released it. Like I told you things people on this planet do not know. And I cried on the table. I released things. And that is what got my energy flowing. And that's how, and then the universe was responding with like the wind and all the stuff. And we're like noticing and laughing about it at the, on the table too. And there was a moment where I remember I was talking about my, my gift of speaking public speaking. And I know I'm meant to be on stages and all of that. And I just don't know how to get there. And then all of a sudden a fly landed on my lip. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. I, that blew my mind. I was like, of course, of course, because <laughs> a fly, yeah, very, very confirming for me. And 
Oh, and then the back to the seven questions, which you'll have to come back and listen to the second episode for the seven <laughs> questions. Sorry, not sorry. And then we'll talk more about day two and delve into that. But um, this, this energy treatment that you did on me allowed me to release things that I didn't even know were still there. Yeah. The, the places that energy was not flowing is now flowing. And it allowed me to have the deepest sleep of my life. And -hmm. then I was ready for day two ceremony. I was, I was there very present, very happy, smiling. People were saying I was glowing and (laughs) it just was, was like a miracle. You are magic. You are absolute magic. And that's why I was like, I have to share you with the world. And I'm so excited that we're going to do a retreat every single month, first weekend (laughs) of the month it's going to happen. We have to, and you will offer this treatment. We will do yoga. We will have coaching in a group setting. We'll have coaching one-on-one and it'll unfold and we'll see what other things that we end up offering. But I'm really excited about this. And we even had the idea of taking it on the road. Like we can be in a different place every month and just offer it like that. It'll be like a membership kind of thing. Absolutely. And I want to speak, I want to speak to, uh, influences, right? Mm. We talked about how we're always expanding the world and, and how we're expanding the universe. And we do this through the relationships that we have with people, through our professions, through our roles as being parents, our partners. There's always these different ways of how we're always expanding the universe. And I just want to take a moment to express how much you have been influential into me as bringing this treatment back. And I was at the beach today, I was at the ocean today, and I was meditating on what this really means. And I I wanted to get reconfirmed with the universe as to, is this an appropriate thing for me to do? Is this something that I want to offer? Do I want to really get back into this form of treatment? And the answer was yes, 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 every time that I asked the question. And so I'd want to speak to you in terms of your healing, the healing that you are experiencing influenced me as a practitioner to really think about bringing this back. And it really speaks to my mission and purpose of witnessing humanity's healing. That's the main reason why I do this is because I want to witness humanity's healing in different ways. And this just gives me another way to offer that, you know, besides life coaching and the retreats, I can offer this treatment now and it'll, it'll help influence the, the expansion of the universe. And I just wanted to say thank you for saying yes to that treatment because um, it really, it really fills my heart that, you know, you're, you're, you're the person that brings it back. And the other reason why I say that is in Navajo traditions and in many native American traditions, it's the female that brings the medicine in. It's the Mm. female that offers the medicine. And so I just wanted to say, thank you that you represent that too, as well. So I appreciate you that way. (laughs) Oh, I'm so happy because I remember um, when I was, when you finished with the treatment, I'm laying there and I'm like, I looked you, I looked you straight in your eyes. And I said, you didn't have to do this. Like you spent an hour, maybe more on me and your time, your energy, all of it that you've been pouring into all of us at this, at this event, right. At the ceremony and, and me on the table and all that. And I said, how do you receive? What do you, who's pouring into you? Who's giving into you? And to know that you received something in return, like that's, that's magical. That's the thing of giving, right. You give, and then you receive right back times 10. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
And I, I'm so grateful that I followed my intuition. I said, yes, I ended up at this ceremony. I got to experience something I never would have otherwise. And I am different for it. I am, I'm feeling clearer than ever. I'm more confident in who I am, why I'm here. The, the clarity that I was there seeking, I got in a different way. Mm-hmm. And um, now I'm moving forward in my life in a direction that I didn't even see coming. And that's the beauty of just going with the flow and trusting your intuition, saying yes, and then letting things unfold, not fearing the uncertainty, but welcoming it with excitement. Like it's the same energy, right? It's yeah. whether you, tr- whether you fear something and you worry about it or you transmute it into excitement and you welcome yeah. it. So going back to our introduction, yeah. be the reason for why things are happening. Mm. Become yeah. the reason, become the reason for why things are happening. I love that. Look at full circle moment. <laughs> this was so fun, Ron. Oh my gosh. I love you. I love this. What a great, like fun, uplifting, energetic, like exchange of sharing the story. And that's the whole point of this podcast, trading raw stories. Maybe it, you become my co-host and we just end up doing this from now on. I would together. Love to. Absolutely. That would be so cool. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Well, I'm going to let you go before your battery dies on us. I knew it wasn't going to because the universe wouldn't allow that to happen. This had to at least come to a close in a beautiful way. So everybody, just to wrap it up, I want you to connect with Ron. His Instagram is Ron underscore interpreter. And I want you to DM me and reach out to him. Follow him on Instagram. Connect with us. There are going to be more episodes coming so that we can fill you in on more of the details. We'll share the seven questions with you and we'll talk more about the retreat. DM me the word retreat to learn more. And Ron, any last words? I look forward to more opportunities of expanding the universe with you. And to those who are out there, I am looking forward to the opportunity that we can connect and find your divinity, find your purpose. But most importantly, I would love to be the instrument to help you find the reason why things happen for you. Mm, I love that so much. (laughs) Thank you so much. You're such a blessing. And I'm so grateful to know you and have you in my life and co-create with you in this present time and in the future. Enjoy your evening, my friend. Bye-bye. Bye.